0: Tov Let us go back To the end of Miketz Because we have to Begin the speech of Yehuda The maftir starts Yosef says to them What is this action that you've done Didn't you know that a man like me Could Divine the truth on these matters. But Yomar Yehuda, man no doni, man ne man itzadak. Yehuda says, What can we say to my master? What can we say, and how can we justify ourselves? Ha Elohim matzait avon abadecha. God has found the sin, sin of, of your servants. Hinenu abadim la doni. We are now servants to our master. Gama nachnu, gama ashenim tzahad gavia biyado both us and he who the goblet was found in his hand and Yosef says no far be it from me to do something like this the man who the goblet was found in his possession he will be my servant and you can go back in peace to your father and now we have the perfect setup of the option to abandon The son of Yes. Mm. Just like the brothers had the option At first to abandon Yosef And they did so Now they have the option to abandon Binyamin And we're going to have to see If their commitment to their father Which obviously last time they did not have But if, if their commitment to their father This time will hold them back Also if their commitment To brotherly love Will hold them back These are two emotions that we hope the brothers have developed over time. And hopefully if they have gained the fatherly love and brotherly love, then their response this time will be different than the response that it was to Yosef. Now what we could look out for in Yehuda's speech, there is a theory that Yehuda is already starting to realize that this is Yosef. Yes. And that's why the speech is so tailor-made. So if you want to go down that route, I, I, honestly, I, I think it, it's a little bit convincing because Yehuda's speech is so perfect. Um, we could study the speech from that angle, but uh, we should see what are the tactics Yehuda is using to get Yosef to break down. Also, if this is going to be the unification of the brothers, one of the themes we should try to find is the reunification of Rachel and Leah. Meaning what? Meaning we want to see... The unification take place from the perspective of that fight between the women is, is now solved. Over. Okay, and we have to see if in Yehuda's words we catch anything that indicates that in his mind there's no more animosity that comes from the, the two mothers. Okay. Parak dalit Pasuk eighteen. Huda Yuda approaches him and he says, Please, my master. Let your servant speak something in the ears of my master. And do not get angry with your servant, because you are like Paro. So he, being, he begins with some flattery,
1: yeah.
0: but it's not just flattery. But he's trying to make sure Yosef is preparing him. He's, he's preparing him, but also the language that he uses. Let your servant speak in your ear It's as if he's approaching very close It does say explicitly He's approaching very close And then when he's speaking In Yosef's ear It's almost like It's almost like the translator Is not there anymore Now is the translator there? Probably But But Yehuda is going to say This impassioned speech in Hebrew Right? And then Go, uh, or is the translator even going to translate it for Yosef wow. before he responds? Wow. I don't. Do we, I don't how, know. How do we know? <laughs> we don't know. But but it it almost feels like he's not. It almost feels like he's speaking this directly into the ear of Yosef. And by speaking it into the ear of Yosef, he is like putting himself on equal footing. Like let's speak it's man to man. Intimate. It's more, more intimate. intimate. More intimate. That's a, a one. It's a it's a. Uh, I said this last year, but when a person wants. To say something serious They drop their voice And they speak in so more you are more attentive tones. You are more attentive It's It's The way you see You don't You don't Profess A deep emotion By shouting You profess deep emotions In a slow Slow cadence With soft speech they, they listen to you more When you right are so soft Soft spoken So really. Yosef I mean Yuda Is going close to Yosef And he's Speaking in his ear Meaning he's He's not raising his voice. He's actually lowering it. And that's what makes the speech so powerful. Okay? Pesach 19. alet avadav lemor Hayesh lachem But and, and let's look at the way Yehuda frames the entire situation. Because it obviously is not exactly the same way that we are expecting to see it. That we've seen it in the past. alet avadav lemor. My master asked his servant saying, Hayesh <speaking> lachem <in Hebrew> Do you have a father Or a brother Uh, Now did Yosef ever ask that
1: No No They said it themselves They said
0: it They offered up that information Yes So already But he asked him Yehuda is framing the situation Yes but he also But he asked He Them How is your
1: Father When you're the Second Yeah But you're right The first time He didn't ask
0: But he he never But he never asked Do you have a father or a brother So now Yehuda is framing it As if Yosef started this whole thing and we said to my master, we have an older father and he has a son of his old age who's very young. And his brother is dead. And he was the only one left over for his mother and his father loves him law in that pasuk first of all the, the, he's describing Binyamin as زكونيم, which means in his eyes Binyamin is taking the place of the previous Ben Zikunim who was Yosef. Yosef two he says his brother is dead have they ever told Yosef Never. that they think Yosef is no, dead no just missing just missing yes. yes but did they ever say met no no so this is the first time Yosef is hearing that the brothers are even under the assumption that Yosef may be dead. And this is the first time that Yosef is hearing that the father thinks that he may be dead. Okay, and and now the and way... Now maybe he thought that his father was in it. Until now he may have thought that the father was involved, right. And then he says, um, He was left over for his mother we're going to see the way Yehuda relates to Rachel. It's almost like he feels bad for her. Like he feels bad for her memory. Which is a nice thing because until now we thought the sons of Leah don't really like their aunt so much. So that's another element in the Pasuk. Pasuk 21. So you said to your servants, Bring him down so I can put my eye upon him. Pasuk Kafbet. And we said to you, the son cannot leave his father, because if he leaves his father, his father will die. So, did they say this? No. They didn't say this. just want to make sure they didn't say it.
1: I don't think they said
0: it. No, uh, they never They never no, said that the He fa- said,
1: Yaakov said that if we... If, my son, if, my, if, if, if I lose Benjamin, then I'm going to die. Right, for... right, right. But they never said
0: this. They never said this. So Yehuda, again, he's framing it, A, you asked about the son. B, we told you the father is going to die. He's putting everything on yourself. He's putting everything on yourself. <laughs> now, that's not exactly how things played out, but that's the way Yehuda is framing the situation. And you said to your servants, if your younger bro- brother doesn't come, no, you, may show up. you cannot show up. You cannot see my face. And when we went up to your servant, our father, and we told him all of your words, our father said, "No, don't go, Just go get us more food." And we said, "We can't go. If we have a younger brother, we will go." Because we can't see the face of the man If our younger brother isn't there with us Is missing And our father your servant said to us You know that my wife has given birth to me To two children Now here The beauty of this is that Yehuda is quoting Yaakov He's characterizing Yaakov Now, he's not going to... This is Yehuda's putting words in Yaakov's mouth to convey the distress of the father. And what Yehuda is doing is he's putting all the blame on Yosef. He's saying, you asked about the son. You asked about the father. We told you he would die. You asked for Bin Amin anyways. Now listen to what our father said before we even let go of this boy and see what you will be responsible for Mm -hmm if you keep if this. you keep Yamin, if you keep this boy you're going to be responsible for the death of this old poor man who suffered so much and now you of course if Yosef thinks about this he <laughs> there at, at that point to realize that a that his father wasn't in on it and b that he will be the cause of so much pain and suffering he cracks he can't hold up the appearance of indifference anymore okay so you know that Yaakov says, "quote unquote." You know that two boys, my wife gave birth to me. Now he says, Yaldali ishti," and this is Yehuda describing Rachel as Yaakov's wife. So again, Yehuda's, Yehuda is confident in talking about Yaakov's love for Rachel, even though he, Yehuda himself had a lot of distress with that love. You know, it's like as a child. it's like it's as very hard to yes. speak about things yes. that you don't you don't that you, don't, that yes. you hate. But Yuda is speaking comfortably about Rachel because maybe he's gotten over the motherly hatred that was between the two women. And now Yaakov continues. Yuda quotes Yaakov saying, One of my sons went out from me. And I said, He must have been completely torn apart. And I have not seen him until now. Now here's a hint in the speech. Here's a hint in the speech that... Yaakov doesn't think you, Yosef is is dead And that Yehuda may also not think I mean, is I under the assumption it. that I haven't seen Right, it. he's quoting Yaakov as saying I said he is fully torn apart And I have not seen him until now Well, obviously That means that he still believes that he's alive it, it's, uh, When Yehuda is quoting Yaakov He's quoting him as seemingly still believing that y- Yosef could be alive Because he's saying I said he was torn apart and I have not seen him since. So I assume that my previous assumption that he was torn apart is true. Am I 100% sure? Not exactly. Okay? But there there's so much nuance in the way he does speaking into, into their mentality. And the interesting is that he, the way he is putting it out, that means that he, right he, how he's describing his father. How he's describing his father. his father, yeah. It's very interesting. Pasuk 29. <laughs> And if you take this one from my face And something bad were to happen to him You will bring down my old age in bad to the depths Meaning I will die in suffering So Yaakov says And if we come to your servant our father And the boy is not with us His soul is attached to this boy's soul. Meaning his life force is attached to this boy. And if the boy is gone, my father's soul will disappear. And if he sees that the boy is not around, he will die. Then your servants would have brought the the old age of my father down into the depths in suffering. Meaning Yosef, if you do this this
1: is what's going to happen.
0: you're going to be responsible for us brothers bringing our father down to his demise <speaking in Hebrew> and now Yehuda speaks about his own part in this whole situation <speaking in Hebrew> for your servant, meaning me <speaking in Hebrew> guaranteed this boy meim <speaking> mor <in Hebrew> from my father saying imlo. <speaking in Hebrew> that if I do not bring you, bring him to you, I will have sinned to my father all of the days. And now, Please, let me serve instead of the boy, as a servant to my master. And the boy, let him go back with his brothers. Now that's, that's such a nice thing that you're saying Ooh. now, because... He's willing, to, he's willing to give up his own life For the sake Meaning what is Yehuda essentially saying Not only is he willing to give up his own life For this boy For Binyamin He's willing to give up his own life For, for his, his, father, his father Which means that Yehuda has gained an appreciation For Al Zahem Which was seeming to be lacking in the, in the first part Because in the first part The number one question you have is Okay even if you hate yourself You know that your father loves him why you want to put, make so why, to do you, why don't you know your father is going to suffer? So now we see a sensitivity on Yehuda's part to the suffering of the father. We see him taking responsibility they grew up. for Binyamin. And we see him comfortably talking about Rachel, the wife of his father. His even though he knows that he himself suffered so much seeing his mother take a, a second place behind Rachel. So a lot of things are being fixed in this speech. Yeah. Last pasuk. 34, how can I go up to my father and the boy is not with me? Lest I see the bad that will find my father. So the final thing he's saying is it's I would rather just stay here and be your slave then go and than go father. back and see my father suffer suffer because it is much worse the suffering that I will see in my father than the suffering I will endure as you sleep So you can imagine now from Yosef's perspective Again, he's gotten the answer That why Yaakov has not reached out to him all this time Because Yaakov thinks he's dead Correct. He's completely cast to blame For making his father suffer For making the, the, uh, his father suffer over the lost wife That he only had one last remembrance for Binyamin and now he's going to be a cause of that suffering. And now, the, Yehuda, the way he's framing everything, Yosef is to blame for every last detail. Because you're the one who asked for Binyamin. You're the one who asked about our father. You're the one who's making us suffer all this. We told you our father is going to die, and you still made us get Binyamin. So if Yehuda wants to hold up any of the pretense, I mean, if Yosef wants to hold up any of this pretense, it's not going to be easy.
1: I have a question. All of these words said, and he's blaming Yusuf. But as the king You know As a king He didn't You know He
0: didn't have to care about Yaakov You know Now yes It's his father But If it was Pharaoh He wouldn't have cared So So here's the, <coughs> the So what you're asking is In theory What Yuda is doing Is very dangerous Yes Because if this is really A Pharaoh <clears throat> Yes What's the Why would the man even care Exactly he probably not, not slaughtering family, people right eh, there. Yeah, he
1: doesn't care.
0: So what? This so, boy
1: stole my goblet, and he has to be.
0: Yeah, uh, and so Yehuda is making like an emotional appeal to see if he can spot something in the heart of this he, of this dictator. So, uh, to my opinion, is he went to his heart because he knew this was just He had a. It's it's look. <laughs> I, I, I I like. I'm not opposed to that interpretation. Because, Meaning Yehuda y- Yosef is trying to give himself away The whole time Yes I mean All the, I mean, little, I, all the little hints the that he's dropping And, and Yehuda and, and Yosef keeps blaming way. it Yosef keeps claiming He's nacheshi can, I can divine Now Yehuda doesn't believe in this stuff Yehuda doesn't believe that he is a sorcerer That's not the way their father's household thinks yes. Yes. They don't think in it these means. terms So what's Yehuda thinking the whole time? Well he's trying to figure out what Yosef's up to not, he's not attributing it To any divine abilities he's So could not, it be he's that He's oh,
1: This is a psychological speech It's not a It's a psychological speech yes. It's definitely, it's definitely a, a, Now even a if he's not Strength, a, strength under,
0: of strength is not a Right Even if he's not Under the assumption That it's Yosef Definitely in the back of his mind I mean if you want to think Subconsciously He probably knows That there's something here Because they hear Yosef's voice Remember what I said yes, That yes. they keep Immediately upon uh, Hearing That Yosef Accused them of, um, of being spies, Ruven turns to his brothers and say, See, I told you we, we are guilty for Yosef. And so why are they thinking about Yosef 20 years later? So he said one of the answers is because they're in Mitzrayim where they know Yosef was sold down to. But the other answer is that maybe subconsciously because they hear his voice. They remember. They're remembering him and they're not realizing that they're remembering him. So okay. even if you let not know explicitly, Subconsciously, there may be some some also, understanding uh, also there
1: because Yusuf invited in them in his home. I mean, he did. I don't think he invited anybody would come to his home, right? So there was a more more of a intimate situation between them that he could that could even talk like this to Yosef to yeah. ask for mercy.
0: Yeah, that's also true. Definitely, but but now the the risk from Yehuda's for said Yehuda, this is a very risky speech. Yes, because. The res- if you're right, if if you does wrong, and let's say he can't make the emotional appeal to this master, it's then the guy is gonna be. Let's say, go. I, I mean,
1: thank God the story ends in a good way. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so now, pasuk aleph yosef li'tapek, and Yosef could not control himself. in front of all of the people who were standing there. by kra and he called out, Get rid of all of the men from before me That no man was there When Yosef made himself known to his brothers And he gives his voice out to crying And Mitzrayim heard And the house of Paro heard It seems like he's trying to get the people out of the house And he almost he can't even control it Because as they're walking out He's already starting to cry So they saw him and, and, <coughs> and, and right away this time he can't turn his face and cry The emotion is too overpowering He breaks down in front of his, in front of his brothers <coughs> So it's like, it's like Yehuda disarmed him Completely disarmed Yosef <laughs> <laughs> Yosef says to his brothers I am Yosef Is my father still alive? And his brothers could not respond to him Because Shocked. They were shocked from before So Yosef says his brothers, because his brothers are, are just, there, speechless. He says, approach me, and they come close. He says, I am Yosef, your brother, that you sold me down to Egypt. You know, their nightmare here finishes. What? The nightmare of the brothers finishes right
1: here. Not
0: exactly, because they still don't know... They still don't have an understanding of what's going on in Yosef's head.
1: But at least they know that they didn't kill
0: him. Oh, at least they know that he's not dead on their... on their. You yeah,
1: That's... that's
0: <laughs> right, right. Because they do have doubts if he's alive. They don't know if he's alive. But in they family. found
1: him. Now they know that he's alive. Now they know that he's alive. So they,
0: are not, they didn't sp- spill any blood. Right, right. That's true. And he says, Now do not be upset. And do not let it be bother in your eyes. That you sold me here. Because God, now I see that God has sent me to provide sustenance for you. These two years of famine, there are going to be five more years where there's no plowing and there's no harvesting. And God has sent me before you to put for you a a remnant on the earth and to keep you alive for a great deliverance so now Yosef he combines his connection with God that we were describing was growing through his suffering and his realization that everything comes from God now he combines that with his passion for his brothers which is recognizing that
1: one two three day they, they become yeah this is the beauty of uh, at the end his brothers even if they have any animosity down deep they love each other i believe in that
0: yeah yes i i'm I'm still you're saying that there is there is a deep love that's natural to brothers yes i don't know if that's the torah's position i'm it's a big debate what is the brother's opinion on brotherly love is it natural or is it unnatural i
1: think because
0: because it seems like when you leave brothers to their own devices they will tend to hate each other and it takes the nobility of character for them to actually Hit love because each other. Of
1: jealousy. But down deep, they have love. You just have to bring it out.
0: Maybe. I mean, it takes. Uh, we keep seeing that it takes the noble characters yeah, for them yeah. to actually love each other. No doubt. Baruch no al Amen, Amen. Amen.